Lauren XOXO, bitch, bitch, bitch. episode of Lauren XOXO and friends and before we get into this episode I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who listen and if you haven't yet please go on iTunes podcast and leave a review and let's get into this week's episode so this week I have a group episode um ladies first yes <laughs> Lulu Duale here I'm so excited because Lauren just told us that this is her first podcast back since she's been international. Okay. Okay? An honor. Okay. Thank you. Uh, underscore iPod underscore here. Um, Lula's just annoying. That's, that's what I have to say. <laughs> that's, the, that's in the intro. <laughs> that's in it's the Women's intro. History Month. I refuse to accept that. Thank you, next, Rinaldi. <laughs> I hear that hot shit. Hello, hello. Name's Rinaldi, and um, I'm here. <laughs> talk about me, talk about yo, him and his yo, bullshit. Yo, Rinaldi is already on the bullshit. <laughs> Thank you. Yo. But you call me out. That's how you pronounce my name. Well, okay. can we all go around in the circle and do it like he tried? <laughs> like, how was that? I, I, I don't know if it was like Rinaldi. French or Spanish or, or I'm, I'm not quite sure. Oh, we don't know. International. This is the international episode. Okay. Sponsored yeah, by the United Nations. Okay. Hello. Send the coin, United Nations. Okay. Rinaldi. Okay. Oh, all right. First question, please. Just wait. Because Rinaldi is already starting. Listen, Free, already. Listen, I told you it's Women's History Month and you taking over the podcast. You're right. You're right. Yeah. How y'all been? Uh, <laughs> Lula's been, been acting up, so we need we need to know what's been going on Lula's since first you... name is act up. Yeah, it, yes. it's not Lula. Not even middle name. First name act up. First name act up. Yeah, you've been you know you've been you've been all over the place. You just got back. Yeah, no, I just got back from my hometown, Charlotte, North Carolina. But you know, it was really exciting to go, especially for International Women's Day. Um, I was on this panel at this brewery that was super dope called Residence Culture. Um, they invited me on the. Fox Morning Show, which was exciting. Um, you know, it's just an act up season. Like I tell all the women who follow me, who I try to support on a daily basis, um, it's act up season, and we're here. We're not going anywhere. Ooh, is act up season all year round? Yeah. Every day? It doesn't end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I saw you on TV, by the way. I was. I saw I, you on TV. I saw I'm that proud. clip too. Very thank proud. you. Oh, thank Very you. Proud. Thank you. I was so nervous. To call you by a the friend. way. To call you a friend. No, that's why I was telling you about the live episode. You just got to do it scared. That's just it. I was nervous as hell. Yeah. Around people I do not know. And I was just like, it, it is what it is. The forehead was shining through. Thank you. So you know, proud. it was moisturized. Oh, yeah. The outfit. Was, uh, oh. The voice. So like, listen, everything. Listen, the Tom Brown listen. with the rose on the toe. I, you know? Mm. Okay. You know, okay, I told I you I was trying to show out for Charlotte Queen City. A queen got to act up in the Queen City. West listen, side. when you did that unboxing. Better know it. If you don't know nothing else. When you did the unboxing, I was like, all right. <laughs> Listen, let's get into your trip. Let's get into that. It was a fun time. Where'd you go? I ate two. Oh. Let, let the people know. Yeah. I went to Tokyo. So that. For a week. Amazing. Tokyo. I feel like that could be slightly racist. <laughs> you all know the song? I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Oh, Right? Right? I just, I don't know if I was the only one who picked that, up on those That's why I was like... I'm not going to engage with not that. Gonna, no. Not going to go there. No. <laughs> Whatever. Yo, we looked. I love that song. We was all just looking <laughs> like. <laughs> just slightly. Okay. Um, 
No, but it was. Mm. Mm. This ain't it your time to act up. Oh, it's me and Lula's oh, time to act up. My phone stays on silent. It my was on silent stayed. though. Mm. Waiting for a notification. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, Tokyo was like amazing. And if you've never been, like, you must go. Everyone is so nice. There's so many good places to eat. There's so many amazing places to shop. Uh, I found a Marnie outlet. Oh my God! Speak on it. Closet is good for the summer. Stop. I'm like, I got, I got pieces. Okay. You know, I did, I did, I did, I did very good. Love a good Marnie. Love a good Marnie. I'm I did obsessed. Very good in Tokyo. So we have I'm to excited. go now. Um, best part of your trip. Damn. Hmm. Well, you got your nails done by that. I got my nails done by like this really amazing nail artist. Mm-hmm. That was cool. But what was like the highlight? Damn. Oh, we went Mario Kart. Like we went um, go kart racing in the street, and we got a whole view of Tokyo. Wow, it was like amazing. Like it was like for like forty five minutes, and we're just in the street with these go karts. So I thought that was like really really dope. I was scared as shit, but it was amazing. Price wise, is it did it like set you back, or was it like a decent trip? It wasn't. It wasn't crazy expensive. Okay. Like I, the food is cheap as shit everywhere. Oh, and if you ever go to Tokyo, you have to go to a robot restaurant. It's like you're sitting in a video game that's on crack. Mm. It's crazy. Okay. And that's the only way I can uh, describe it. It's insane, but it's a good night. It's a good time. That's good. So. And Rinaldi, your trip is coming up. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where are you yeah. going? I'm going to <coughs> Barcelona for a conference and then to Paris, back home to Dieppe. Okay. And then um, Copenhagen afterwards, maybe pop into London. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe pop into Frankfurt to visit a friend. Okay. okay. And then um, going down to Marseille to get a tattoo. Oh, just that. a tattoo? Yeah. And visit my homies. Okay. And then um, my boy says he's going to be in Europe, so I'll figure out where in Europe he'll be. So Maybe you just backpacking for a couple we don't backpack. Listen, we like to make fun of Rinaldi, but we can because this is his very real life. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people out there flexing and stunting, but we make fun of him because he's actually doing these things. And he'll pull out a country or a new language, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a new label, a new suit. We just don't know with Rinaldi, okay? And some, and some uh, St. Laurent. Oh, a good, yes. a good, a good boot. Do. Do it on the foot. Sponsored no, by St. Laurent. It's the life. No, but, yeah, just uh, just hanging around, bouncing around, taking some trains, taking some flights. You know, getting my Ramoa beat up. It's a good life. Okay. Say that. I just got back from snowboarding a few weeks ago. I saw. Decked out in Prada. Yeah, you know. It was a good look. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> Don't come. <laughs> and then, uh, was, I just got back from Chicago on Sunday. That was a fun little trip. Going up to Toronto on Thursday. Come back Saturday. What's a home? Listen, also, what's... also, his little sister Bunny is traveling internationally oh, yeah, as well right now. She's in uh, Budapest right now, living Ooh. it up. A family it's funny affair. I bumped into her at the airport. I love like that. we crossed paths at JFK on Sunday. I was uh, so wait, you back. guys took two separate cars to the airport and then bumped into <laughs> each other. I'm trying to figure this out. No, no, no she was back. leaving and I was coming back. And you was coming. Okay. Yeah, that's how the. That's why I said it's a, yeah, a family gotcha. affair so I, I in the McGear household. You know. 
act up, sis. You know, we're supporting women all, all month. So, uh, we, we support women all, all year. year. Oh yeah, LA, LA. 365, 366 on, on. Yeah, LA Lee. LA Lee, you oh, know, LA I Lee. picked up uh, her new Jordan for my sister, so I got to show her at the airport, like, when I just got her. And okay. We dipped out. That's lit. Yeah, fun times. Good times. Good you know what's so interesting, like, I've never really, I guess when I'm planning a trip, I always think about Paris first and then Africa. But Asia's never popped up in my mind. Like, I see the culture, I see everything on social media, people taking trips. But now, after hearing you speak about it, I'm like, maybe I need to make that trip. It's amazing. Is it true that they don't see black people often? Like, were they amazed to see you they guys? They don't, but they don't, like, stare. I was really nervous about going because, like, I have been, to, like... <laughs> When I went to Germany, like people were like trying to touch me and shit. Like yeah. it, it was, it was weird. So I was just like, damn. Like I hope I don't get them vibes. Yeah. In Japan, and it wasn't like that at all. And like they barely even stare. Oh, that's like, good. Barely. That's what part of Germany were you in? I went to Munich, and somewhere else. I was young. I was like Berlin. Maybe Berlin. I was like Berlin fourteen. My aunt lives How's there. Munich? I've never been to Munich. I've been to Berlin. Krausberg is like fun. As <laughs> love, fuck. It's beautiful. <laughs> Yo, Krausberg is lit. Ronaldo has been everywhere in the world. Everywhere. How many passport books do you have now? You're on your fourth. You said? Nah, I'm on my third. Oh, okay. I got the extended one now. Extendo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You need extra magazines in the clip. Okay. What you been doing, Free? I've yeah. been working, um, writing. Uh, I'm also moving it. soon, so I'm excited about that. I've just been chilling, so. Yeah. Moving where? To a new place from my old place. In Brooklyn? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm about you to guys say, are invited. No, because the thing is, like, I just moved to Brooklyn. That's why I'm just like, wait, you oh, can't. Oh, no. no okay, I'm not I, was... out of, I would never move to Queens or Manhattan, or lower Jersey or City. upper. Okay. Jersey City is not even in my. Oh. Yeah. Bronx. I've seen some beautiful houses in Jersey City. Though. I don't think I'm in. I'm in the house like part I, of my life yet. I hear that. Okay. You know, I'm in the apartment bachelor pad part of my life. Okay. Not really like bachelor pad, but I, I need my own space. I've been living with my sister for like the last past couple of years, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, I love women to death. Yeah. Living with women is a whole nother beast. Your sister's pretty incredible. My sister is amazing. Yeah. But living with her is a is a task. Okay? It's no, it's seriously like it's just yeah, I'm ready to, you know. You know what I think you're gonna love, like well, what's gonna be at the top of your list mm-hmm. is that when you get home, you know ain't nobody coming in after. Mm. Yeah, I you know, I think I'm gonna just walk around in my boxes for like the first three weeks, <laughs> you know? Slide across the floors like um Tom um Tom Cruise, you okay. know? A couple of candles. Oh, and I'm ha- having an apartment warming, so you guys have to bring a candle in, in your favorite book. So okay. Oh, I love doing. that. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I've been up to, and down to. So. Sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait. All right. Well, let's get into this episode. I got some topics. Always love a good topic. <laughs> I don't know the if question, I share this. The, <laughs> the question the, before we before you you go with the topic. Can you read the topic? Because I love you. Because I love you. Because I love you. No, no, no. You know what? Actually, no. Because I tried to have this conversation earlier, and nobody wanted to have it. So go ahead and no disclaimer. It's Women's History Month, and we acting up. Okay. Act up. 
But he's making fun of me because I'm a scribbler. She's a... <laughs> she's a habitual scribbler. Stop. Not habitual scribbler. Listen to all of Lauren's episodes. Thank There's you, one part of the episode where she looks at the paper and she's like, what did I write? Oh, yes. <laughs> I think I did it when Lulu was on the episode. Yo, every time. On the episode, she was like, I thought I was like... I thought you edited it, like, like, like to the mid- point where I was just speaking freely, and I was like, oh, she's going to edit this out. Talking shit. Yeah. Mid-episode. And she was like, no, no, no. Yeah. This is staying in. I was yeah. like, okay. Love it. That's Listen. the best part of the episode. So, what are we talking about today? Okay. So. Thank you. I felt like this was very appropriate. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm nervous. Gosh. What do you guys think about um, all of these 2020 uh, Democrat candidates talking about reparations? One, mm-hmm. do you think reparations are really going to happen? Two, say it does. Mm-hmm. How would you guys like to receive your reparations? Like, what do y'all think would be a good idea? You want to go first, Lou? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that whenever an issue or a hot topic gets to the national level, that means it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Um, people have been talking about reparations for decades, even, maybe even longer than that. Um, so I'm excited that it's a conversation now. However, how that's actually going to happen, I don't know if I've heard a great response quite yet as far as a solid plan or a rollout. Um, because obviously we need reparations and it's something that I think a lot of us are passionate about. It's just a matter of who has the best rollout plan and, and who's going to actually touch that money, right? My, both of my parents are Somali immigrants. It's like, we, I don't believe we would receive reparations, right? It's like, who is going to be in that bucket and who's not? And also I saw an, um, a tweet earlier today about, there was this white person who tweeted about this is just gonna cause a further divide, right? And I'm, I'm like, listen, the divide couldn't be any bigger to me right now, mm-hmm. where we are with things, but it's just like, I kind of felt that as well. But I, I don't know, it just seems like, I can't pronounce his last name, his name, his, his name is Pete, I can't pronounce it, it starts with a B, but he's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and he had the best response to reparations that I've seen so far. I don't know if anyone actually watched the CNN Town Hall yet. Um, I, I don't know if y'all also seen Bernie Sanders on Power 105, but he's kind of that. stumbled over the question, and he's just like, I don't think the answer or the response should be writing a big check. But he also thinks that writing a big check for Medicare and education and a number of other hot topic issues is um, the way we should go. So I'm kind of concerned as to why other people might not want to pay for reparations or even cut a check for it. Um, but I don't know. How does everyone else feel about it? Me, personally... If we were to get reparations, I think that we should invest it first in education, like first and foremost, because I feel black people are undereducated in America, and America has the worst education system in the world. So Hmm. not only are black people not receiving adequate um, education, neither are white people, but we get away worse. Um, Maybe poor areas... Like, they invest in poor areas and invest in, like, inner cities. I feel like they should... I don't feel like people should be getting checks. Like, people shouldn't be getting personal checks in the mail. Mm. I feel like they shouldn't invest in the communities that need the most flint with the whole water situation. Um, basically, just in, invest in, in making ourselves more knowledgeable about the world we live in. 
so mm. we can better it. I don't think, like, in my heart of hearts, would a check in the mail be fire? That would be mad fire. Mm-hmm. I'll buy me a nice little Chanel smoking jacket. But <laughs> <laughs> do I want to be that nigga that's like, oh, I spent my reparations on a Chanel smoking jacket and be judged? I, I mean, at the end of the day, I wouldn't care. But education, first and foremost. Um, um, healthcare, second. And that's my stand on it. I mean, I think it's a lovely idea. I just, is it going to cause a further divide? Yeah, because when white people see black people getting anything, they get upset. So, Word. I mean, let's make them more upset. A sermon. I'm here for it. Listening to the two responses, like, <clears throat> I don't think reparations is going to happen, but if it does, it'll be amazing. In regards to the rift, I feel like following reparations, some type of maybe, what's it called? Uh, Just like a universal income of some sort would have to follow to to mitigate the the rift that would come afterwards because everyone gonna want something. And the problem with the way technology is expanding, like at some point people are going to need to work but, you know, robots, technology advancing, but all the capital gains of that system are going to the top, the elite, the top 10%, the top 1%. And everyone at the bottom is going to be left to suffer. So if we can figure out reparations as a step to figuring out how to mitigate poverty for the entire country, that would be amazing. You know, education is a big part of that. Healthcare is a major part of that. So, let's figure it out. I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I want whatever's owed to me and my people. Okay. That's one. Two, it could be in the form of, like, just not having to pay taxes and not having, you know, just no taxes at all. Like, no taxes Mm -hmm. out of our paychecks. And if you have to pay taxes during tax season, like, none of that shit. I feel like we should be exempt if that could happen. Okay. Um, I I feel like like they're scared to give us this money. Because if you think about all of the the other people who have gone through things, they've been paid out. Yeah. So why we didn't get our shit? Like, we were supposed to get 40 acres and a mule. We never got it. Because I, I feel anything that is going to move us forward, people are scared of. They don't want to see us win. And I feel like, is, are the reparations going to help us win? It may, it may not. It may, like you said, cause a bigger divide. I just feel like if we're owed anything, we're owed decency and respect. Like, fuck the reparations. Like, if, if you want, if, I, if my, rep, my reparation is respect me and like show me like decency do i need the money behind it the money will help but at the end of the day you're going to give me money and still be calling me a nigga behind my back at minimum a fair I have a chance question. what if we were able to have like our own communities in a sense of like you remember how they uh you guys know the black wall street yes. that they yeah. burnt down um, like, what if we had situations like that, where they were like... I mean, I mean yeah, we tried that, and we were murdered for it. They've, they've right. always been targeted. 
There yeah. was a community like that in Bushwick in the 90s or the 80s. Mm-hmm. They were burnt out. Listen, like, they, they had they a certain everything. A similar community in Charlotte actually called Brooklyn, and it was downtown Brooklyn. Every They had everything. They had multiple doctors, dentists, uh, multiple movie theaters, like every type of business they had there. Um, and then they talked about, the city council talked about urban development, right? And they ran a, um, a freeway right through it that still exists today. And they moved them to the west side of Charlotte. They re- rebuilt again. And there was an actual bombing in Charlotte in the 1970s. Wow. Yeah, it's like we can't have anything without white people being upset about it. And it just- feeling threatened. Yeah. And it's just, and, and it bothers me because we still see that today, but like, that wasn't that long ago. And I think that's what people fail to realize. So this conversation of like, oh, why don't we have our own communities or rebuild or whatever? It's like, we literally did that already. And they we, weren't allowed we've it. We've been doing it. Yeah. Damn. I think at, at the core, we have to stop. I don't know if I'm saying this right. We have to stop feeling like we should be included in whatever is happening around us. I feel like we have to have to take what's ours or build our own. But at the same at the same token, like if you don't wanna let me in in a certain like place in this world, I'm gonna get there however I see fit. But at the same time, I just want some decency and respect. It that's what it that's where it all starts, I feel like at the core, we are not respected. Where can you get without respect like fuck the money fuck what you're trying to do fuck your happiness like respect me you don't have to like me there's a lot of people in this world that i don't like that i look up to for instance kanye west do i he's a genius i don't like i but certain shit that he stands for or certain shit that he that he says like i just can't stand behind but do i risk like do i respect him in certain certain instances i respect him in certain instances i don't but people look to him as like on both sides like Kanye is a voice in the black community that some white people stand behind you know and I feel like Kanye wants to be included in that community when he doesn't really have to like Kanye can create his own shit that we can all step behind but he wants to be, he wants this inc- in- inclusivity that mm-hmm. I really that I'm really not with I don't cl- care to be included I just at the end of the day I just want to be respected and if I wanted to be left alone I, leave me alone in peace like, if I don't want to be included in your shit, leave me alone in peace, but respect me at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. I mean, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I know. And that, and, like, what's beyond that, right? That respect. Because the thing is, it's like, if I'm living up to the standard of wanting a certain demographic or a certain person's respect and I never receive that, am mm-hmm. I working towards that for the rest of my life? Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I don't think it's something that I'm, that I'm actively working for. If I don't get it, it's not going to... It's not really gonna bother me at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but I feel like it'll push us forward. Like if we can have a, if we can, if we can agree to disagree, but there's some respect behind it. Like I, I respect where you're coming from. I just don't agree because white people and black people don't agree on a lot, but they disrespect us in our not agreeing. Mm-hmm. There's no respect factor in the middle. I feel like if there was a, a respect factor, okay, you're on this side, uh, we're on this side, shake on it, and then we move our separate. It's like, no, now we have to, like, put drugs into your community. Now we have to give you the worst education. Now we got to pl- place you in the worst parts of the city. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like 
it's it's not about race, it's not about sex, it's not about gender, it's not about any of that, it's about power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they feel like power, they're slowly losing power. Yeah. So it's like, what can we do? And they don't stop at anything. Yeah. Right. So literally, there are children being... Right. There are children being separated at the border. Yeah. Like, women and children being held in cages. That's as far as they're going to go. Yeah. It should let you know we're not playing fair, yeah. right? It's like, and if we also say that, like, with Democrats, right? Like, if we say we're the party of the people and we're fighting for individuals' rights, right? It's like, what are we doing to stop that? What's the answer to their egregiousness? Yeah. An equal response of violence. And violence doesn't always have to be physical because there's uh, mental violence that they use, there's verbal violence, there's just political violence, Mm -hmm. and we need to respond in kind, which is why I fuck with my French. You know, you look at the yellow vest. Yellow vest? Like, if shit don't go right, Mm -hmm. they're burning shit down. Everybody burns shit down. And here, we're, we're giving the government, we're giving the people in power, we're giving everyone empty threats yeah we say this is what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and then shit goes bad there's no there's no response mm-hmm. okay and there's and constantly they... no response so it's just like oh so we're just gonna keep going doing it because you're really not gonna change your reaction to how we because we're so built into the system do you know what i mean like it's just like <laughs> we're still gonna go to work in the morning do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. these bills are still going to be paid. Yeah, it's an, it's an American mindset. Because at, at the end, of, we still have to eat. Right. So we have to, we have to survive. And, like, that's... Oh, this shit gets... It gets so deep. Because at the end of the day, I, I feel like a, a lot of people don't, don't do radical shit because they still have to put food into their mouths and food into their family's mouths. You know? Some people step up. Yeah, I mean, you know, but then it's just like, okay, at the end of the day, I still gotta eat. Like, am I am I willing to die? I don't yeah, feel like that's anybody. That's the question. Are, who, what are you willing, willing to sacrifice? Yeah, who's yeah. willing to die for this shit? I don't feel like we have anybody right now that's just willing to die for this shit. And people back then, I don't. Do you think Mark, MLK and and Malcolm X was at like at their core? Were they ready to die for that shit? Maybe not. They got killed off, but they were that passionate when you when you felt like they was ready to die for whatever they was speaking about and standing behind. I don't feel like we have that in this day and age. Like, nobody is striking fear into people's hearts. Like, okay, let's radicalize and we're going to die for this shit. I mean, because the thing is, it's like, it's scary because it's like knowing that whatever leaders rose to the top were assassinated puts a certain fear in people's hearts where it's like, the same thing about slaves being murdered and, and hung in front of all everybody. Yeah. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? The town square, like they knew, like, hey, this was going to be your outcome. Yeah. If you decided to revolt, right? So naturally, people are going to say, "I don't want to die." That's right. a natural human reaction. Yeah. So they decide not to say anything. So I feel like if you see black leaders being assassinated time and time and time again. At some point, the message is going to get across to where individuals are going to say, I don't want to die for this. I, I want to stand up for this, but maybe it'll be someone else. And we, sh- like, share our, our actual responsibility for that, right? Yeah. It's a scary thing to acknowledge and confront. Like, am I willing to die for the things that I say that I'm for? Okay. I mean, it, it is scary. And to tie it into, like, Women's History Month, I, I feel... Right now, in like on the political front, the women that we have, um, what's the um, hmm. Muslim woman's name? Ilhan. Ilhan. 
we'll see. I can get behind like what they're what they're trying to do. I feel if any if anybody's gonna change the narrative, mm-hmm. it's gonna be women of color. Mm-hmm. Because that. women of color, they are the most disrespected, you know, in in the world, along with black men. But I feel like women are they're doing way more than any black any black man or, or men or group of men are doing. Um, I feel a lot of that is because we've been taught from an early age that we can't wait for opportunity to like hit us. We have mm-hmm. to attack it, right? Yeah. Like I remember one time and I wrote about this in a newsletter once where there was this incubator incubator in Charlotte that I was really excited about, right? And I had everybody of power or influence to email the director of the incubator and say like, oh, Lula needs to be in this program. Um, So I went opening night where he just had it open to the public to share what he was doing and the ideas that he wanted to share in the community. So I went up to him and I introduced myself and I said, hey, I'm Lula, this incubator was created for me and I'm excited to join, right? Um, And he said, listen, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but we're targeting young men of color. So if you don't get in, know that we love everything that you're doing and we want you to strive and keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I felt like, why am I not being accepted for this incubator because I'm a woman of color, right? I'm here, I'm doing my part, I'm going after the opportunity. And he was just like, we just have to pull men towards opportunity, men of color towards opportunity. We don't have to push women for that, women of color for that. Mm. And that was seared into my mind, like forever. That that like just the way that he felt sorry for me in the moment, yeah. and I was like, I'm I'm here fighting for my dreams. Yeah. And in this moment, you still feel sorry for me, like, oh, this isn't for you. But keep fighting, sis. That's wild. Thing. He gave you a little pat on the oh, back. Oh, it was a situation. I remember going home and I was so devastated about it. And I was just yeah. like, because I'm a woman of color. And because you're targeting men and saying, like, oh, we don't have to pull women of color towards opportunities, y'all just jump on it. So this isn't the right opportunity for you, but the next one's for you. Gotcha. It's wild to me. And I feel... That shit gets me so upset, too, because even, like, with that, sometimes it's a divide. Like, opportunities for for men of color and and women of color. Can we do it together? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do... I do stand behind more women of color than I do, like, men of color. Because, I mean, I'm always around women. So, you guys are doing some, like, pretty dope shit. I just, like, I just feel like even in that, like, it's, it's such a divide. Because, you know, some something is are geared towards men of color. And some things are geared towards women of color. Mm-hmm. And even, even, like, when it's, like, when certain shit is said, like, um, if, if we don't do it, it like, if... If we don't do it, we we have to do it ourselves, or we're the only ones doing it. Stepping and both groups are saying it, like black men are saying it, and black black women are saying it. Like, is there a space for both of us to take each other to the top? I think there is, but I I really do think I don't see black men stepping up as much as I see black women stepping up. Okay. And like I feel like y'all like y'all gotta come on, catch on, like. Get with this, like speak up more. Do other. I feel like there aren't nearly as much um, black men speaking up the way I hear black women speak up. You know, it's interesting because in my personal life, the black men that I do know would be the first on the front lines for me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I refresh my timeline, there's this different narratives being shown. And I think that's where the dichotomy is, where it's like, it seem, seems as if black men aren't for us. 
online. But then when I think about my own personal experience, I know black men are the first ones, including black women, but I know the black men in my life are willing to stand up for me. See, I agree with that too. But I feel like as a whole, right? yes. But when I do think about like my brothers or yeah. like any of that, my friends, I yeah. Know. I know black so men got what, what do you guys feel like black men such as me and Rinaldi can do? Because I feel like the black men that aren't shit or that like play around on social media, mm-hmm. it's th- there's more there's more of them than guys like us that will mm-hmm. get behind before, something that before they you guys in, are. Let me yeah. just. I feel as a monolith, the problem with black men is they're afraid to be themselves. Mm. They're tied to ego, and you know patriarchy. So it's like you have to do it yourself. You have to hold it down. Like you can't take help. You have to do it on your own and just like give that up be willing to be led like a great leader knows when to be at the forefront and when to fall back and just stand up for the people who have the skill set to do what needs to be done like you don't have to be at the you don't have to be leading the front lines you can be at the front lines but you don't have to be leading it mm-hmm. and i this shit is gonna sound crazy some women don't like men that they feel they have to lead. Yeah, but see, that's women feeding into toxic masculinity as well. Like, patriarchy mm-hmm. extends no. to both sexes. Mm-hmm. It, it does, but... Same, like, with, some, same with racism. Like, cause this every up. black person knows, yeah. like, you see a group of niggas on the corner, and yeah. you're just like, yo, am I really about to walk through this whole group? Yeah. No matter if it's your own people or not, but you all, we all see these images. Okay. Right? So, subconsciously, you're feeding into that thought process because it's berated into you from your kid. Okay. Like, we all watched the news as kids, and it was always a black person that was the criminal on NBC7. So, you have to be aware of that thought process to be like, I can't feed into it. Okay. But it's a conscious effort to do so. So, so let me ask you two ladies: Do would you got would you deal with a guy that you f- that you felt that you had to like like you wore the pants in the relationship, like you were the leader in the relationship? Well, Could you date somebody like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 you married the- to a man who allows me to lead when it makes sense. Okay, there are certain skill sets that he has and qualities that he has that make sense. Like I think I like that, when we're Lula. thinking about equality and equity. What I think about those things is like if there are certain things that Brian's better at, like finances, I'm gonna mm. let him lead with that. Okay. But then when it comes to the business aspect of things, I'm better with that, right? Okay. As far as his like fitness business and what I'm doing at work with marketing and audience development, let me lead, right? Okay. And See, that's where it makes sense. And that's both of them being good leaders because they know when to step up and when to fall back. Okay. Both of them knowing themselves. Good, yeah. That's a big part of it too. Like. You know, when insecurity, you know, seeps in, that's when things are at a disarray, mm-hmm. right? It's like where I want to control things and all those negative qualities and things that you hear about people talking about marriage and relationships kind of seep in. Um, but Brian's very sure of himself as a man. That's what allows him to let me lead as a woman. Um, and I think that a lot of the times when people talk about equality, I think they misconstrue those two things, right? It's just like allow me be to be the person that I want to be and the woman that I want to be and liberate me and, and, and push me towards that, right? In those ways, like 
with him, he allows me to be the woman that I want to be. And there's no ceiling to that whatsoever, right? When I talk about act up sis and I talk, come home and I tell him about the bullshit that I have to deal with in the office as a black woman and how I feel like every single person thinks that it's okay to talk down to black women, he allows me the space to talk about those things, mm -hmm. right? Um, and not saying that he deserves a pat on the back for that, but at the same time, too, once again, once we refresh our timeline, we see the bullshit and the fuckery that ensues. Yeah, and yeah how, it's ridiculous. How people really think. Right. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe it's performative. Maybe you're on social media and you're just acting how you think you should act. But then I also think, you know, this is a reflection of how you really feel and what you really think of black women. And that's what, you know, leads black women to have the viewpoints they have about black men now right luckily i have some solid black men in my life mm -hmm. that keep me grounded and knowing that there are black men who support black women but i'm telling you social media will yep. have you thinking otherwise that's and that's, that shit is bugged out because if if you scroll through twitter the way that a lot of women talk about black men it's easy it's easy to get offended mm -hmm. if you're not really sure about who you are as a black man I find it very funny, but at the same time, it's, like, extremely sad to... And I take it personal sometimes because I'm just like, okay, I'm right here. And I, I support all the black women in my, in my life. Maybe I'm not as vocal as I am about it. Mm -hmm. But, like, who, who are you interacting with that you feel like all black men ain't shit or they not standing behind you? Because I stand behind you two ladies right. mm -hmm. uh, a lot. So I, I just want to know, like, how can... How can people like us like change the narrative for like black men? I mean, I, I like a lot of what you guys are already doing as far as like, I mean, I think it always goes back to sacrifice for me. Like, are you sacrificing your space and your privilege to shine a light on the women in your life as far as the work that they're doing? And, and, and like, I just feel like a lot of the time it's hard to take yourself and your ego out of the situation, mm -hmm. right? Like, I have... And this has nothing to do with YouTube, but there are situations at work that I'm dealing with now where I have black men actively trying to knock me down a peg. Mm -hmm. Every day, I come to work ready to fight. And not fight in the sense of physical, but fight in the sense of making sure I'm not disrespected and I'm devalued. Mm -hmm. And having to step into that every single day or prepare yourself to go out into the world feeling like that hardens you. It's fucking mental gymnastics, man. And, and it makes you feel a way about black men because if anyone should understand my struggles, it should be you. Yeah. And the fact that I have to fight you on top of everything else that I have to deal with bothers me. Like, I work at a black-owned company. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I still... That's why I go back to this idea of power. Like, yeah. it has nothing else to do but that. Because there's a sense of family and all this bullshit that they try to tell you about. Mm -hmm. And it's just like... Well, if I'm doing this project and I've done this project and I've done it well, why won't you give me my roses? Yeah. Why is it so hard for you to do that? Yeah. It doesn't take anything away from you. And that's what's concerning to me. It's just like, what are you willing to sacrifice to uplift black women? And, and that's the question that I, I have for a lot of black men. Gotcha. What do you feel about that one? I'm like... I'm piggybacking off that. <laughs> I feel it 110%. Um, honestly, I just feel like it's support. And speaking of and saying something, there was just, I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, Yes Jules did an interview with these 
two I know right I hate to bring her up but she did an interview with two black men and a white guy and she brought up uh, Scotty Beam and Karen Civil and she was saying like they were hating on her and all these other things and this is a, this is this white girl who has you know said like fucked up things about black women in the past and has uh, just like appropriated our culture and consistently even as she's doing it and as she's like talking like shit about these black women these black men are around and no one is defending these black women's names they're not like oh wait hold on no 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 they're just like laughing at her. oh I see why people will hate on you though I see it I see why and it's just like why are you validating mm-hmm. this girl yeah but this goes back to the the conversation of is it performative like are they doing it for clicks mm-hmm. <laughs> Not saying that they really truly believe this, because like one of the guys on the show is married to a black woman and has a black daughter. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's no way that you could possibly actually think these. At least this is my thinking. Like, it's like, do you really really believe the things that you're saying, right. or are you doing it because you're on this show and you need the clicks and you need the page views and you need the revenue dollars? But even that's dangerous. Yeah, absolutely, it is. But because if you if you, if you're doing it like with that with that motive behind it then that's even at more what fucked cost? up yeah, at what like, cost at, at the cost of your integrity and at like, the cost it, of an expensive black woman yeah mm-hmm. that shit is crazier to me it is I mean and that, and if we see that every time we refresh our timeline yeah, right I can, that's going to be seared into our minds where right. it's like this is how black men think of black women yeah. that's why I have to constantly think about the black men in my life like okay I know this not to be true but at the same time, too, if I keep refreshing my feed and this is all I'm seeing because I have my phone in my hand all day. Yeah. So do we have to take the phones out of our hands? No, no, no. no, no. Black, no you need that. to speak to black men. It's me. You and yes. it's, it's the fact that niggas ain't shit. Niggas yeah. are trash. As, as a monolith. I, no, as a monolith. We're not talking about individuals. We're talking about like, like... I feel like... No, like no. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. No, niggas, I'm not, no, I'm not sugarcoating it, but I don't feel like you're being because, authentic in this moment. No, I'm being authentic. I say niggas is trash all the fucking time because niggas are is you, fucking trash. Are you trash? Sometimes. I can be. Okay. How so? Let's get into it. Let's Don't get into not that. surface level. How so? Because <laughs> put I that, put that on the record. No, put that. I'll put it on the record. I can be trash because I don't. There are moments where you don't realize like what women go through, so you're you're just not you're not acting out in the same way these men's are these men are but you're also not making the space for women to feel protected in those environments just by by not saying anything is what makes all of us trash like we need to step up and just be like yo this ain't it right because it might not be every time it happens but it might be your homeboys every time it happens we need to step up and be like yo this let me let me ask y'all how often when you're with your friends who make a comment where it's like, I know sometimes some people talk about or, or use the word rape to describe other things, mm-hmm. or or if your homeboys are catcalling a chick with a fat ass who oh, just I've walked by. Oh, I've definitely been been But I'm just saying, like, that. how how often do those conversations happen, and how often do you not say anything? Because that's where it starts. It we're gonna talk to men until we're blue in the face, mm-hmm. but. It's going to be received differently if you check your homeboy about it. See, my problem is I don't hang out with that much men, so... 
I think Ronaldo but when I is, do, the, is the only real guy friend I have outside of like my male friends that are but when I do hang But out I don't know if they... Me, because I'm always around women. So if I'm in that environment, do I, do I speak up if it happens around me and it's not niggas that I really fuck with? No, because I could care less what happens in their That's lives. That's the issue. That's the issue. But I don't care about them. But it's See? not about them. It's about us. It's, it is about y'all. But I like if it's if it's happening to somebody that I care about. Yes, if it's happening to. That's the issue. Okay, so yeah, I have that, to is, st- that so, is the problem. So I have to stand up for all women. So what I what I've you're been saying doing over the, like, like say if, like what I'm if, if I'm with Lula and I'm with Lauren and I'm out and a guy cat calls them, I'll say that they're good. I'll protect them in that moment. But if it's happened to another woman around me and I I don't know her and I don't know the guy. You're not do gonna I, say anything. Yeah. Do I have to? Am I supposed to? Yes. I I started doing that because I've been more aware of like, yo, if you don't, uh-huh. it just keeps continuing because like the women have to defend themselves and then the men just look at the women defending themselves as oh that bitch. Okay. Whereas when a guy does it, it actually makes them pause for a second. Like I remember being on the train with Maud. And we sitting across, like, me and her going going back home. Maud is, like, my other best friend. And, like, this dude is barking on his girl. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had to, like, I'm looking at Maud, and I'm just like, yo, if that was her, like, I would definitely say something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Why am I, like, why am I not saying something now? Yeah. So, like, I didn't know the girl. I didn't know the dude. I don't know if she's going to go back to him afterwards. But in that moment, I was just like, yo, I have to, like, just say something. And I've been, like being more conscious of realizing like yo in every situation you got to keep doing that I just guess I'm not to make that cuz like if it's not directly affecting me then it's like out of sight out of mind but if it's directly affecting somebody that I fuck with or wholeheartedly care about then I'm willing to to say something or stand up for them but I don't really care about the shit that's happening outside of like my circumference because I really mind my business, and I feel like that's how you have to be in this world. You don't know what type of mindset other niggas can be in. You could have stepped in, true, right, and a nigga could have bust your head open, true, for you true. standing up. This but is, at the same time, like you got to be willing to take that risk. If if you're willing to take that risk, go for it. Okay. I am. Or maybe sometimes. Most times. Maybe sometimes it doesn't always have to be, like, verbally in a sense. Or, like, all right, you see a girl um, getting harassed by a guy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just like, yo, let me let me walk you to the train just to make sure you get yeah. there safely. Like, this little thing's like, so you don't really directly have to get in a man's face and be like, yo, yeah. my nigga, look, just yeah. fuck up. Yeah. Like, well, you could be like, yo, I t- clearly you're being harassed. Like, where are you going? Like, if it's, like, the next block or whatever. Like, let me just make sure you get there safely. I've, I've done that. Like, if I've... If I've seen, like, a say if I, when I used to take the train and I see a girl, like, being harassed by a guy or, and I'm, like, coming on the train or if I see, like, something in the vicinity that's happening and I don't, I'll go up to the girl and start talking to the girl. Like, we know each other. And I've mm-hmm. done that, like, a handful of times. And the girl will be like, well, how'd you know? Or, like, thank you for coming over and talking to me because this guy was, like, getting out of hand. It's I don't little, always do it, but. No, it's the little things like that, though. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've had such situ- I've had nights where it's like I'm walking home and it's late at night. I'll turn the corner, walk a whole nother block around just so she doesn't feel threatened. Like, and it's not something like you get a pat on the back for, but it's just like I'm aware. Like, even just like being on phone calls with my sister that she's walking home late at night or yeah. just like coming home and you know, like, they're, 
like women in my life are just on the phone just to get home. And it's like, yo, I never have to do that. Like, I don't have to be on the phone and just in case something happens. So, like, being just be, men need to be more hyper aware of how they affect people in their world mm-hmm. and how they come across. And that's how the change starts to happen. And that's being aware of yourself, knowing yourself, and letting go of ego. Like, don't get offended because a woman goes, yo, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I feel threatened by you. She feels threatened by you because five, ten, a hundred other guys probably attacked her in some way in that day. So to go with that, am I responsible for every other man? No, you're not responsible, but... Don't get offended. Like, I'm don't not, let it like hit your ego. Pers- like me personally, not I, you. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, but don't that, let it hit your ego. But that's how, that's how I'm saying. Like, I, I want to do more. I just don't know how to go about it with me being how I am because I really mind my bit. Like, if it's not affecting me directly, it's really not in. Like, it's really not in my mind. But at the same time, we get grouped into, into, into this like black men ain't shit because we have to take the responsibility of. The ancient niggas that do, like, yeah, that do. you have but, to. But okay, so when we do good shit, how come all men can't take the responsibility for the good shit we doing too? Because it's not the status quo. Because it's not the norm. That's why. I want to be the new standard. Yeah, no, 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 you are the new standard. But my thing is, it's like it it's hasn't not caught sh- on yet. But my yes. thing is, there's a strength. It hasn't hit critical mass. There has to be a strength in numbers, though. Okay. That's it. You could start a campaign and like seeing what people respond to online and see what they're saying. Because I know there are decent black men out there who who feel and support and uplift black women. I know that to be true. However, maybe five. No, I'm joking. (laughs) No, I know a lot of black men, including like, you know, my siblings and like just men I know in the community who literally like be on the front lines for black women. I know that to be true. However, it's up to you and it's imperative for you to shape the narrative. Because right now the narrative isn't great. Right. I know. It's terrible. You're such an asshole. I know no, it the, the face that you have is. right the now. The narrative is terrible. Oh, I'm just trying to be an active king. That's it. Listen, okay. listen, men can't be excluded from anything. Have you realized I, that? Wait, you're the first one who called me that. I, I never tried to call myself that. We don't know that to be true. We don't oh. have receipts. I don't need to be included in everything, but I do support where, you know, it's needed. I don't have to be included in everything. I like I being by myself. I just don't want... You're an anomaly, Free. Listen, that's we're both loners, so that's why we don't yeah, I, I, I just... I, I really don't get why niggas are the way they are. Like, the shit is fucking mind-boggling to me. Men that don't respect women. Don't Not to say that I have never disrespected women. I feel like my form of disrespect like in the past was like me lying or like the shit that I used to do to women and being a womanizer. Oh, I'm not God, that. just stop right there. Like you just oh, that's but a lot to take in. It I'm not in that place in my life anymore. Okay. He grew but, and he learned. That. I received out, that. But like being outwardly disrespectful, like catcalling, putting your hands on women, like grabbing them in the street. And like it's like the simple things like calling women bitches like to their face and just like just wowing to where the point it's like oh niggas ain't shit or certain shit that people stand behind niggas ain't shit. I don't want that weight on my shoulders anymore. How do I get out of that? You can't. Yeah, I don't I, want yeah, that yeah. weight. Yeah. Right, fine. That's it. Fine. Can I think that's gonna take like centuries and. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. We got a long way. To, like, as long as men is the standard. Cause I could, 
I can count on my and hands was, how many times I've went up to a woman in public ever. Why do men love that narrative? Until, why? Until, why? Until then. Why? You know how many niggas I don't heard say that? Until then, turn up the future. Yeah, but they lying. And you're not? Y- yeah. Oh. You, go up, you don't go up to women in public at all? To talk? Like, randomly? No. Yeah. No. Like, in high school, junior high, remember when we grew up in Brooklyn? Okay. Remember when it was the, the thing to be I like, yo, we could get the most numbers? I was never with it. I just never, it just never felt right for me. I feel the no, same way. Do you I have another question on that. Yeah, I, I, oh, no, I, I, I can, I can no, tell you back on that. Like, it's true. I, it never felt right for me. Okay, I like, can engaging I, with random strangers on the street, it just felt like such Brooklyn an invasion of privacy to me. Do you know how many Brooklyn boys I know with that same narrative? Maybe it's just in the water. And, what? like, they have the same story about, like, oh, I don't approach women. I never talk to a woman out in public. I have heard that. It's Brian nice. even said that to me. And I was just like, bro, you came up to me. I was a stranger, a full-blown stranger. I you came say, up to me. I can't say oh, that I yeah. never do it. But it's I, rare. I know how to. Wait, like, ask how many. Lauren, please, say ask something. How many? <laughs> I'm just like. How many of the people who've it's done it. Wait, okay, no, next question. Yeah, next topic. What, what, what? The lies do you tell? No, it's not the lies I tell. How many men in the, in your life that you say support women are the ones who say it? And how many are just, not? Just ain't shit. Just ain't shit. Well, the thing is, it's like, I think the individuals who I've heard say it, like, they're not close to me. Okay. First of all. Like, Brian. But the ones who are Brian, close to yeah, you who have said it. Yeah. Were they honest? Who's to know? What what is going like, on? In in my lifetime, it was like I agree. It was like it was it's like 70-30. I have one because I don't have extreme confidence in talking to complete strangers or somebody that I'm attracted to. Okay. But I do know how to make women talk to me. Oh, how is that? Oh. Yeah, you're pretty so, good. Spill tea. I know. Spill yeah, because tea. I'm like I I'm like I need I either need like a plug or I need a segue oh, to my, get into... my man over here want to talk to you, Shorty. No, not, no, I would never. That, that, is, that type of that's thing? Not, that type no. of thing? That is fucking and, Listen, and just for terrible. Me, for me, Especially of... with, like, social media now, I feel like if you're more yourself and... They come to you. Yeah. They come they to come you. They come to you. Oh. But for me, for DM me, like, conversation, so conversations arise, like, yo, it's like, I'm at a bar, I'm at a restaurant, it's the table over, it's the person over... Where all like conversation happens between the bartender or like they're saying something and then like it picks up, but it's never on um like yo I'm walking down the street and I see a girl and I'm just like yo I gotta talk to you and I'm gonna like stop you in the street. Never uh I see you on the train and I'm gonna talk to you like that doesn't happen. I think in those instances, honestly, in my opinion, I think it's just all about the approach. Like I don't. I no, like, there is no approach. There is no, no that's approach. a that's a lie because yeah. that's not Brian's scoop. Me. I'm talking about for me. I feel like you can oh. talk to you, say that. Say that. <laughs> but but you were scoops. So no no I was I was. Okay. He had a Paul Smith suit on. I said okay. One second, let me put my glasses on. Let me get a closer look. I got some Paul Smith suits in my closet. I know you do. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Pull them out. Pull them out. No lie. We went to dinner that night. Say that. See? Say that, Brian. Okay. Okay. Listen. Say, say that. Snaps for Brian. <laughs> she said it needs to happen now. No, my thing is, and it's so crazy. I just found out that before he asked me to dinner, he was with his homeboy. We went to dinner with his homeboy because he knew, like, I'm not gonna go alone with you. They had just came from eating. They went mm. from just having lunch to saying, like, let's go grab something to eat again. You're fired for that. 
It's the forehead, bro. It is! The moisturization! The moisturization! What? The moisturization. Yes! Lauren, you. I don't know what it is about you. You're amazing. I just. Thank you, Free. I feel like you just have. You just don't. You don't like bullshit. And you get. Like, little shit pisses you off. So, like, if a person does a lot of shit that you don't like, it's like you cutting them off completely. You can't deal with, like, little shit that irritates you. No. And I don't beginning. like bullshit. Yeah. You like, no, at the, in the beginning, it has to be pristine. It really oh, does. If it's not pristine in, in the beginning, then it's really not. But if, what if a person is really showing you the real you? And you can't, like... No. The real me or the real no, them? No, like, the real them. Like, even in, like, the little shit that they're doing that they're not... If it's not working out, it's just not working out? Yeah, it's a dub. Okay. Like, I... I've been on this, like, I'm not settling. Okay. What does that mean exactly? I hear people say that a lot. When I say I'm not settling, I mean, like, when I think... I don't want to sound petty. No, no, sound petty. It's your Please. podcast. When I think about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, straight up. If you can't be petty anywhere else, you have to be petty here. It's when I think... Okay, one one day I was I was sitting in therapy and I was talking to my therapist. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about, like, all the men that I've dated. Okay. And I was like, not for nothing, like, when I think about them, like, I can't think about any real things that I gained from them. Okay. All I can think about is what they gained from me. And that's not even from an ego standpoint. These are just things that they told me. Okay. And so I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I leaving these situations feeling unfulfilled? Are you feeling drained? Like, they're taken from you? Gosh, they're get- so you're adding to their lives. They're not adding to yours. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. So you need to like, when I actually like- had time to, like, really sit and think. I was just like, no. Like, I feel like in all my... And don't give me... I'm not saying these guys, like, weren't... They're not... Like, they're cool. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I settled in those situations. And I think about the shit that I allowed when we first started dating and how there was just, like, this pattern. Mm -hmm. And so, after the last person... Okay. And so, after the last person I dated, I was like, you know what? Not doing this shit no more. Outside of dating, do you feel like you're settling in real life? I hate that framework. I hate that no, framework. No, because... I, I know, because cause it, it's, like, if if you feel... I, I find that if you feel like a certain way about yourself in a relationship, that it it's pulling over from your real life. Like, are do you feel like, even in the work that you do, mm-hmm. you're an addition to the company. Like, whatever mm-hmm. you do in this company you know that you're making it better. Yeah. So that may translate over into your dating life. You feel like you're adding to these men and they're not adding to you. I mean, I think that's natural for women. Oh, okay, say that. <laughs> say <laughs> I, I, that. I just... So who's your ideal man? What's your ideal man? What is he, what is he going to do for you when, when you meet him? Can I say something first? Of course. It's just, I. the reason why I say I don't like the framework of this idea of settling mm-hmm. is because what I had to learn is that you have to figure, because I had this ideal man Mm -hmm. in my mind, right? And what I wanted wasn't what I needed, right? And and, and that's what Brian showed me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like love isn't the things that make you feel good, it's the things that challenge you. Yeah. And and he challenges me every single day to be better, and I fight against that all the time. But that's what love really is, like making you a better person, right? Holding up a mirror to you and showing you your imperfections and loving you through that, but also holding your hand as you continue to grow. That's what love is. Okay. Um, 
So this idea of settling, it's like there's an idea that you have in your mind of the man you want to be with, but that's not necessarily the man that you might need to be with. Right. So it's like as you're looking at these potential whatever guys, it's like look beyond what you might want in a man. I feel like guy a chance. So I've been doing that. I've been dating men that in the past I would look at Mm -hmm. and be like, nah. Okay. Like I've been like, let me let me let me erase my usual okay. from my mindset because clearly it ain't worked for yeah. me. And how like, has that been working? Let out me. You? It's been cute. It's been real cute. It's been cute. Yeah, like I've been going on nice dates. Okay. Some of them I'm like, no. Okay. Uh, and then some of them I'm like, okay, we can go on another date. Okay. So. Yeah, I at just, the end of the day, Lauren, and at the beginning of the day, I just want you to be happy, and I don't want you to have this mindset that you're settling. I want you to be more open-minded, even if like people are doing shit that irritates you. Maybe they do something that irritates you today, and you bring it up, and they may change that action. Are you giving them the space to change? Right, I could be a little patient, but I'm just, I just feel like the things that, I just think the past situations that I was in, like. Mm-hmm. When I did think about, like, my exes and stuff, it's like, I can't ever think of a situation where I was like, damn, like, I was really happy with this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of always something. Mm-hmm. And I'm over that shit. Or, like, in the beginning, it was, like, amazing. And then, you know, on the fifth or sixth month, it was just like, oh, okay. Okay. It's not gonna work, so. So, yeah. Now I am, like, I feel like I'm... I'm I'm free. I think twenty nine. Free. I'm a. Uh, hopefully, I got a picture of the last person I went yeah. on the date. Well, no, not him. The previous person I went on a date. You'd be like, that is not irritating. Gotcha. Like, y- but you're trying. The, the dinner that me, Ronaldo, and Lula had, and was it 2018 where we said that we felt like this year was gonna be like really? Was that last year or was that? This year? Yeah, that was December. That was December. Yeah. Yeah. I when we had like, dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This year is. It started out really good, and I feel like it's it's getting it's getting better as the months pass. And I do want you to be happy, and I do want you to give people a, more of a chance than you may have have given them in the past. Cause I, I do you feel like she should give? No, my no? thing is it's like <clears throat> or do you, we're we're giving a lot of attention to Lauren when Ronaldo is where we <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yo, because you know, Lauren's going to be fine. Lauren's definitely going to be fine. So we got, we're Rinaldi. working with Rinaldi. Cause you it's been, where I have all the smoke. We've been dating since we met. Rinaldi. So, where we Matter of fact, before we get to Rinaldi, what's the next question? Because maybe it might tie into Rinaldi. A so we can, segue. A segue into Rinaldi. A writer. A writer's mind. What's the next one? Okay. I feel like this question is a little random. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But, all right. We love random. So... Besides Lula, mm-hmm. Lula. I love some spontaneity. You know. Besides Lula, why am I here? No, <laughs> let, let me go. No, no, I'm, not, I'm saying this because you know where you're truly from. Oh, okay. That's okay. okay. From Hoy's womb. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> say that. I'll say that. Okay, go ahead. Say that. 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 Say that.
So, because we need, we need, Nigeria. We, need, we need backstory. So, Ni- she went on a date with a Nigerian man. Mm. Lula's going to give us some some backstory after the question. Go ahead. Okay. The question. So, as we were on the date, he was like, do you know where you're from exactly? And I was like, outside of the United States? No. Okay. So, he was looking at my face and he mm-hmm. was like, oh, like, and like, this could have been bullshit because you already know. Maybe he was trying to impress you. Maybe. So, he was like, oh, I feel like you're from Guinea or like just naming places. I've been claiming you for a very long time. So no, you're East African. Be no, yeah, you're East African. See, and I don't know. It's the forehead. So and no, it's the complexion, it's the the, the structure, Everything. all of that. I need to take my test. Like I need to figure out. Oh, but you, you know, gonna, I'm scared because of what you your, said. You're gonna put your DNA. In, I know, in the world. right? Right. I so, don't really need to know where I'm from like that. My <laughs> question is, do y'all ever truly wonder, like, where, where we're where from? Where the fuck am I from? Ronaldi, where are you from? Uh, the monolith that you are. <laughs> it's a it's an interesting thing because I'm a mutt, like a mutt mutt. So both of my parents are born and raised in Haiti. My mom is Haitian and French. My dad is Haitian and Cuba Cuban. Okay. So um, I'm a mixed race Afro Latina. Okay, that speaks Afro Latino. Yeah, that speaks and French. Creole and you speak Spanish as well. A little bit. What else do you speak? Uh, fala Portuguese. What's that? Portuguese. Okay. Okay. Fala Portuguese, fala Italiano. Ooh. Uh, fala Svenska. What the hell is that? Swedish. Next question. This is. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Oh, it's Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. I took it. Okay. In high school. Me high school. Like, do I wanna? I I would love to know where I'm from. I just don't want to like put my whole like DNA in the world. But I would love to know where I'm from. I hopefully I'm from the Middle East. I keep saying that me and Jesus is from the same part of the world. So maybe but I'm never gonna do it. I'm content with not knowing where I'm from. But for somebody to look at you and say that, oh you're from East Africa, that that was smooth. Uh, yeah I, I really I think smooth. he was trying to like what, what's your take on Nigeria? Because I Oh, um, uh, Niger, boy. No comment. <laughs> For the record, no comment. <laughs> I know Nigerian women are hands down probably the most beautiful women in the world. They're amazing. They're amazing. Uh, incredible. Um, okay. But I have no comment on Nigerian men. Next question. I think I I ha- I hate to say it like this because sometimes I feel like I I fetishize African women, but I love the way women from Africa look visually. Like, if I had to have, like, my quintessential woman, she would be from Africa. Like, from the heart. Like, off, right off the boat, don't speak no English. Like, African. Forehead, African. <laughs> like, straight African. But. I feel you, though. Yeah, I, African women are the most beautiful women in the yeah, world to Especially Francophile. You know? Just it. Like, a, like, give me a good Halima. Like. Yes, Halima. That's my mom's name. That's Wally's name. Why his name's Halima? That's crazy. Give me a good Diga. Diga is yes, fire. Yes, Diga is fire. That is one. That Diga is fire. You need to come over for dinner sometime <laughs> again. Absolutely. Come yeah. through. I don't know. It's been a while. But yeah, like, no one will you, do you, do we need to know where we're from? Do we need mm-hmm. to know that? Like, do you have a deep yearning? I truly want to know. Like, I want to know. Okay, so say if you I do that, right? I want to meet my cousin. Say if you do that, and then you find out that you're like 99% white. 
I mean, I mean, why? Look at me. I'm just saying. Like, no, but see, you can't say that. You can't say that. You, can't, you don't know. What if you because like, what if you're Dutch? Listen, my grandfather's white. Look at me. Yeah. What if you like ninety nine percent? My mom lighter than everyone in this room. Mm-hmm. From Britain. That's it. Will fuck you up in the head. I just want to know. I just want to know. I don't think it matters where. Okay. I just want to know. Yeah. I think you should find out. Yeah, do it. Find out. Fuck with it. But I'm like... So, now that we know where Rinaldi is from... Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's get into this Rinaldi. Why is Rinaldi the way he is? I'm an enigma. All right? Here we go. I just you know why? Like... Ooh, child. All right. I'm a... You say you from the area where Jesus is from. Nah, I mean, let me not make this joke. From the... <laughs> <laughs> let me not make this joke. This is... Because I'm the second coming. Okay. I was, I was gonna... Nah, it's a joke. But, but literally, like... Okay. I believe I'm an enigma. Okay, why do you feel like you're an enigma? Do, because do you want to be considered an, an enigma? That's what you want no, to be no, seen no. as? No, 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 I don't, I don't want to be seen as it. I don't you care don't. what people see me as. It's just what people see me as. Honestly, do you not care about what people think about you? Not that much. What about me, Lula, and Lauren? Do you care what we think about you? Yes, because okay. you're close friends. But for the most part, it's like... So people outside of us, you don't really care about their opinion. I fight nah. with that often because I do care about people's opinion about me. I because I I like I don't always love myself like to to my full extent, but I love myself a lot. So if somebody doesn't like fuck with me or they think badly about me, I try to find out what's the reason behind it. Because my, I'm just like everybody's not gonna love you, but why don't you love me or why don't my, you? Fuck with my my thought process on other people's opinions is that if I don't know you, yeah, your how you misconstrue me doesn't yeah. affect me. Okay. But if I know you and I care what you think and I. How you not understanding me yeah. affects our relationship. It doesn't fuck with you at all, though? Nah. Not really. Yeah. Not at all. So you are the enigma. I am. I'm very much an enigma. Listen, I tell people, yo, I died at birth. Okay. Goodbye. And that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> I died at birth. I was resuscitated. Okay. I was also resuscitated on Holy Saturday. Okay. 1987. Keep going. So, you know, I'm the second coming. All right, say that's, that. That's, say that. He died on his birthday and was resuscitated. They cut me out. I was a cesarean section. Ask my mama. He he died on Ask his my birthday. Mama. Don't bring Marie like, my mama. into this. Okay? Ask my mama. Don't say her name on the podcast. Listen, you know she don't want to be known. Nah. He, died. he died on his birthday and was resuscitated. Okay, I didn't they even know it was that. They cut me out and brought me back. It was that deep. It's, it's actually deeper than rap with Rinaldi. Not only look is up, he look up 1987 April 18. He's fucking Lazarus. That's Holy Saturday. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean, it, it is what it okay. is. Okay. This guy. I, I was born to be an enigma. Okay. I'm here for it. And I've always I've always just been my own person. That's true. That like is I've that always true. been my own person. True. Okay. I think like back in Skyler days when I was. Yeah. Like, we went to junior high together. Like, I was getting my nails painted in junior high. And like, how, how does that translate to your love life? <laughs> a segue. A segue. Oh, Speak, on segue. Speak on it. Speak on it. Nonetheless, a segue. And, and how does that stand up? <laughs> it translates to me being someone who's just eternally single. Wait, are you dating? I'm always dating. What is dating? Why are you always dating? We just have questions. Yeah, we're all like LinkedIn on this. Like, come on, pull up. Dating for me is getting to know someone to see if you want to continue into a 
Okay, so if you're date, do, do you wait, date wait, multiple wait, people at wait, the same time? Wait, free, yes. wait, I got this. That, oh, she that, got this. Okay. Hold it back a little bit. Before you who, start, just say that. Okay. Listen, who's your dream woman? Describe her to me. That's a Hollywood. I would say Zoe Kravitz. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was No, go not Zoe. a person. Describe characteristics and qualities because you're not going to be with Zoe Kravitz. You don't you know. Don't I said what I said. Well, she doesn't like black men anyway. But Ooh, other than that, true. she didn't have a free black men. Isn't name, her free? Name, don't name put one. that on her. Isn't her fiance? I mean, name. he's mixed. With but what? He's black. White and white. <gasps> free. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't. I'm sorry. She, she dated a friend of a friend. Is that who a little jealousy? But he was black. Yeah. Didn't she I just want to know characteristic wise. Okay. Yeah. One just like knows herself. Okay. Like, okay. Firmly herself, like. I can't do like insecurities, like strong insecurities. Okay. I just can't do it because I'm such a. I'm so rooted in who I am that if you get wor- worried about what I say, or just like if you can't believe who I am is who I am. It's not going to work. Okay, I have one problem with you being rooted in who you are. Are you not open to change? I'm always for open somebody? to change. So how can you be rooted in who you are if you're not? Because in- I know my essence. Okay. Like, like my moral grounds. Okay. My moral compass. Like, my like I know where my true north is. Okay. So I can change and adjust, but... But what if your dream woman is east? Are you going to go that way as well? A little bit? For her? Or are you just going to keep going north and she has to come north with you? We're going to meet in the middle. So you're going to be northeast. What you thinking, Luka? Listen, I'm always willing to move okay. and change and it shift. It just, it like, it sounds great. It so does. Let me, let me be the first to say yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds okay? great. Okay. But I just feel like Rinaldi is a lover at heart, right? You're, I feel like you're deeply sentimental and like you're waiting and longing for something real but i feel like you you're your biggest shortcoming like you're stopping yourself from like falling for someone needing someone all of that like i agree it's what just you, this what are, what are you scared of that you have to i don't even think he's scared of anything i don't think you fear anything it's just this idea of you think he's waiting for the perfect no 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 not that i think you like this lifestyle of like oh i'm a bachelor i'm someone who travels a lot i'm someone who is an enigma and all these like the story you tell yourself of who you are if you found a female you would you think it would work out like somebody that that would travel with you and do all these do all these things that you, you are is that the type of woman that you're looking for yeah that would be lit okay Someone to do it with. Gotcha. That's so you're ideal. looking for you, ideally. Yeah, that might be it. Hmm. An Aries? She don't have to be an Aries. Just willing to go for the adventure. Aries are good people. I like exploration. I like like you know just picking up and going. That's like I don't need home for me is in the routine of like what I've created mm. or what we create mm-hmm. if it becomes a we. But like say I, that. I don't need like a. I don't need one place. Okay. Like for me, like I travel a lot, but I have my routines. Like I have my my base, my home. Like I work out consistently, but I do it wherever I am. 
So, like, I never... It's the same... It's like with dressing for me. Like, I have my uniform. Okay. That exists no matter where I am. And that's same with, like, my lifestyle. Like, I do the same things. But I'm just doing them in different places. Like, when I go to place, it's essentially like it's my home. But okay. it's just a different city. Like, I have the same routines, the same... But you, I'm just in a different city. You have been around yeah, multiple times. When was the last time you were in love? It's like, ah, let me, mm-hmm. let me get that up. It was in 2000, what's, hold on, this is 2019? 2017. And why did it end? Because of you? No. Stop. I, I need to, we need to know. I was ruling, I was, I'm not going to say what country, but I was willing to move. Oh, oh I know. I, I remember that. that. Yeah. I was willing to move, but uh-huh. the person at the time was in the state of flux. We'll say in the state of flux. Okay. And didn't know if they wanted to continue their life where they were, what they were doing, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, yo, I'm invested. Mm-hmm. I want to make this happen. Can we make this happen? Yeah. And she didn't want to make it happen? No. Nah. How did that affect you? I mean, you know, you get hurt, but... You get over it? Oh, you over yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Been over it. Okay. We bumped into each other a few times. Really? How was that? It was great. Great? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I love Ronaldo. Uh, listen, and I dread, the- I dread, dread, dread the day I run into an ex. Dread. Really? Oh, dread, no. dread. I've never had, though. No. Remember that the one that you were with? Wait a minute, I- not the one. No. Why? Not, no, Where not, are you? Not Come the on, one. Women's History Month. <laughs> not the one. Come to my defense. Not the one. The, uh, the other one? Guys? The Charlotte one? Was he Charlotte? Uh, Darkskin with uh, dr- braids, dreads? Dreads. We were young. This was like 06, 07. Let me tell you. Like, oh, my I friend, remember that one. First of all, like my one. friend just re- reposted um, my interview with Fox News recently mm-hmm. or whatever. And like it was weird because I saw him pop up in my stories. And I was just like, mind you, it's been forever. I know. Last time I spoke to him, I told him, like, if you, if you see me... I said some real foul shit. I've grown since then. I've okay. grown since then. Um, no, I've said some real foul shit, but I was just like, this is the last time pretty much you're going to talk to me. And I just left it at that. And that literally was the last time. I haven't seen him since. Mm-hmm. And I'm dreading the day I might run into him because we run in the same circle. Okay. I'm dreading it. Why are you dreading it? I just feel like, I don't know. Like, if you've ever been disrespected, like, Mm. There's a way that men disrespect women mm-hmm. in the way that I feel like women, I don't know, I feel like it cuts deeper with how men disrespect women, right? Yeah. Like when a woman opens up her heart to you mm-hmm. and she's vulnerable with you, like you forever have a space in her heart. Okay. It doesn't matter if she shares that with you or not. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what it is. Right. So my thing is, is like you disrespected me in ways that I don't think I'll ever forget. Okay. So when I see you, it can't be peace. Gotcha. It can't be. <laughs> That's deep as fuck. Do you know what I mean? I feel you. I feel you on that but one. I, can I interject? I, I, I'm kind of glad that you said. Yeah, interject. I'll, I'll pull. My That's phone. my heart. Because I've grown up around women my entire life. Like mm-hmm. my father was in my life. Mm-hmm. Like so for me, this which is why I'm always like, whenever I meet up with an ex or someone I've been a lover with or whatever, like that space is always there for you. Like, it's. I don't believe that you stop loving someone. Okay. 
you never stop loving someone because if you can, like that love wasn't real in the first place. Okay. Like, there's no like flipping a switch and I'm just like, yo, I don't fuck with you in that way. Like I'll always be like, yo, I may not want to have that relationship with you, mm-hmm. but that's a that's a different thing. Like I can separate the two, but like if you need something. Like, I care for you as a person, and I will always care for you as a person, because I respect you as a person. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so th- then that ties into, like, forgiving and forgetting. This is, he disrespected you to the point where you can never yeah, forget. Yeah, you can't forget yeah. shit like that, though. Now, yeah. if, if, if you lack respect, if, like... If, if there was a space for, for you two guys to have a conversation, and he apologized for his disrespect, would you receive it? Um... Yeah, I mean, because at that point, it's like there's, if so, I feel like if someone apologized, mm-hmm. apologizes to you and they're genuine about it, I mean, obviously, you have the autonomy to accept it or not, mm-hmm. but at this point, we no longer have a relationship, we no longer have a connection, we don't talk to each other anymore, so I feel like I would accept it, okay. because you don't serve any purpose in my life. Okay, I so, just remember you to being this person. So if this happened in the in the in the time that you see him, would the times after that seeing him again would be would they be dreadful or would the dread end there? Like, th- th- does there have to be a conversation to be had? Yeah, there's always a conversation to be had when you've disrespected someone. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. There's always a conversation to be had when you've wronged someone. Yeah. There needs to be an apology. There has to be regret. There has to be some level of humility. Okay. You know, and I don't see him doing that. That's, I think that's the reason why there's dread because, you know, the actual queen in me will <laughs> act up, you know, and it's just not even act up because acting up is something positive. Acting out is something negative. Yeah. And that's what differentiates those two, right? Gotcha. I would act the fuck out. Mm. Lauren, have you been hurt in that way? Oh. Um, let me think. I, I, I've been hurt, okay. um, really badly, okay. but I think that we always, me and the person always ended before it could get, like, before, it, like, I've never really been, no man has ever really, like, disrespected me like on some like on some next level shit okay I, I don't I don't know how that feels I feel like I, I usually like we check out before then okay um but yeah I've definitely like I felt fucked over I felt walking all over I felt um yeah I felt a lot of shit I felt betrayed I think a lot in my situation so it, and it's always private. Like it's never anything publicly. Yeah. But it's always, like a private struggle. Does this person know that? No, uh, I think they know it, but I don't think they know it at the depth of which. Which they, they did it. Yes, because I actually struggle with communicating my feelings, and gotcha. so which is something I'm working on, but. I've always kind of just taken the high road or I'll just check out and I won't even let you know, like, why. I'll just be like, nah, I'm out this. Because in my, in my mind, I'm like, how could you not know what you did? I, I think in, like, in my life, I feel like I haven't always been, like, the best communicator when it came to, like, my emotions and my feelings. And then 
I feel when you get into a space where you grow up and you know that communication is is key in a relationship and you do decide to start opening up and sharing your feelings a lot of people don't know how to separate like who you were before you made the change and then who you who you become because I've been in situations where like I haven't always been vocal and I've been like cold and I've been silent and then I open up and then I feel like I played myself for opening up or like I'm not being heard or like I'm not being understood because now I'm now I'm doing something that I didn't normally do mm-hmm. so like people get used to how you were and then when you when you feel like you're changing for the better and it's not translating the way you translate like how do you feel like people should deal with that I don't know that's a hard one that's especially hard for that me. is hard because I'm the stoic friend I'm I'm stoic as well but I I know I'm super emo and I hold a lot of things in and people around me have taught me that you need to communicate in order to be heard or in order for shit to get fixed I think that's so when you start communicating and and it's not translating the way maybe the person is not receiving it the way that you want them to receive it or maybe they're not receiving it at all but you know what what my therapist told me is she was like in those situations like it's just important for you to get out how you feel and how they receive it it's kind of like yeah my therapist said the same thing it's not, yeah, like it has you, nothing to do with you yes like you you have like you have no control over that yeah. like it's like even though it might not go the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. At least you're doing... At least you're, like, doing that work and saying, like, how you feel. Yeah. Because one of my issues is I always... I have this thing where I already think I know what the other person um, is going to say back to me. Like, I already feel like I know their reply. Okay. So, to me, if I feel like it's going to be a headache, I'm not even going to say shit. I'm just dipping. Yeah. And my therapist was like, yeah, that's cool, but... Well, not like that's cool, but, like, that's not right because then you hold in so much against this person because yeah. you you never said shit. So now they don't even know the half of what they've done to you because you never said shit. Okay, so like with that, can you forgive somebody that needs forgiving that doesn't know that they hurt you? Without an apology. Like if, if can you forgive the person that, that wronged you without them knowing that they did you any wrong or hurt your feelings to the depth of them hurting your feelings. You know, that's so crazy. I had a conversation. I always thought with this one ex that, like, I needed some type of closure. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with him, and I felt like nothing got accomplished. Okay. So, sometimes it's like, and I don't know if, like, an apology from that person is always needed. I feel like sometimes maybe you need to find peace within yourself about that situation. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, sometimes you'll have a conversation and you'll be like, you just leave it, like, feeling, I guess, worse than you felt before. Uh, but I do think, like, closure is always needed. I just think sometimes we go into things thinking we're going to get closure and then we, and we, don't. we end up with more questions. I, that's why I don't feel like closure is always needed because we're not always going to get it. So is it really needed? Sometimes you just have to move past the, the situation. Right. And walk away from the situation. Would we like closure? Yeah, but I feel I feel we should be more more forgiving in in certain <laughs> in certain what, instances. Lula? Because I I feel we can't we we carry if you don't forgive somebody, you're gonna carry that with you. Like it's still sad. Oh 
Same, same thing. But I'm just saying, like, who who said? I think that's the narrative that's out there. You think so? Yeah. Because, like, who said I'm gonna carry anything with me? Because it might it might still be some residual feelings, or you you still that's feel not like for this me person, to carry. person has wronged you, like with the situation. That yeah. You, you, I mean, you carry in dread. It's but it's not it's not something that I carry around with. Like maybe I sent made it to sound more dramatic than what it really was. Yeah. Um, but if those like, feelings arise when you see the person, then that means that yeah, it's inside of you. But no? also, also, I know that those feelings naturally are going to arise from him because at one point in my life, he was everything to me. Yeah. And at one point at, in his life, I was everything to him. Okay. So that's why I'm saying those feelings, uh, maybe uncomfortability might arise. Gotcha. And it might not necessarily be dread. That might be too extreme of a word. Gotcha. Random question. Do you guys think that love can be unconditional? Yeah. No. No? I I don't. I I feel like the only unconditional love we know to be true is uh, love that a mother has for a child. I don't even think that's always true. No, not necessarily, but that's the only love I know. Like, the the only love I know to be true that is unconditional is the love that Hoya has for me and my siblings. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I mean. Not necessarily that is true for all people. Um, but I have conditions on the love that I have for Brian, and that might not that might be an unpopular opinion. But if he does certain things, I'm leaving. Okay. That's just real talk. But you could leave and still have love for that person. Yeah. Unconditionally, in a you're different just capacity. Out. Yeah. Okay. It, there isn't. There so, is, okay, so, 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 then so But I'm just saying in certain. A capacity where it's like, oh, I care for you and I want the best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that's unconditional, then yeah, yeah. then I do have unconditional yeah. love for him. I believe in unconditional love. I just, I never believed that love was the end all be all. Why not? Mm. Because you can love someone and they can be toxic for you. You can love someone and they can be horrible for you. Like, even loving, like, there are family members that you can love unconditionally and just like, yo, just because they're your family doesn't mean they need to be in your life. Like, you need more than love. You need You need, you need more way than more than love, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like, I can love someone unconditionally and I can just be like, yeah, but I don't need you in my life 24-7. I don't need you in my life, period. I always wish the best for you. If you need something, I will try to provide it for you. I just don't need to be part of your life. Period. What about you, Free? Period. No, I think all love comes with <laughs> conditions. Because we have expectations, we have um, wants and needs and desires. So I feel like if that, if those, I feel like love can be unconditional because if conditions aren't met, then people fall out of love or they go away from each other or they separate. So mm-hmm. that's why. That's why I, there's, there's a condition for it to end. Like, like see, that's me. Like, I don't... Unconditional. Does my mother love me unconditionally? I don't know. But I don't, like, I don't feel like I always make my mother... Pr- there's some conditions where... There's like, conditions to me wanting to you in my life. There's no conditions to my love for you. I guess that's the difference. It's, it's probably a different in food points. Okay. I can get with that. Do I like the answer? No. But no. But, same. you know, agree to disagree. Same that's why I love you, Ronald. Because we can agree to disagree. What's the last question that you have in mind? I don't even know my little sheet. Right. We can go. We can keep going this way. Why even know my scribbles? Are we oh, over can, time? Are we good? Oh, we're way over time. We, this conversation has been going. I, I, love, I 
I love this conversation. I always love talking to you guys. I feel like out of all my friends, we have the most substantial conversations when I'm with Rinaldi, Lulo. Or Wait, you have friends outside of us? I don't really have a lot of <laughs> friends, but yeah, I consider you guys my some of my some of my closest friends. I you can't have these type of conversations with with everybody. I don't feel a lot of people are uh, that. I feel we are very emotionally intelligent and very intellectual people that can have conversations where we don't agree and we can leave it at the disagreeing. Mm-hmm. Or we can have we can have multiple like there's multiple layers to our conversations. You know how when you you go have conversations with some people or if you're in a certain circle, it's it's geared towards one topic. Like you know, you have the friends that when you when you, there's some friends when you go go chill with them, the only thing they do is talk about other people. You have friends that you chill with, the only thing they talk about is like fashion, or you have another group of friends. The only the only thing they talk about is what's going on in social media. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we have these conversations enough mm-hmm. with enough people. Right. We only have like a small group of friends that we can have these conversations with. I would like for it to be different, where you can have these type of conversations with everybody. I feel like we will learn more. We would be more compassionate to people. We would respect people more mm-hmm. and open up our minds more. But I don't feel people have the capacity to even know what the fuck they're thinking or saying at any particular moment in time and for it to translate to words. Right. So. Agreed. I appreciate you guys. And I love you guys. Aww. Love you too. I love you too, Free. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's not to love so. about this guy? Two thumbs. <laughs> Say that. Did okay. any of y'all catch the Michael Jackson? Oh no! Please, next next topic. Oh my goodness! No, I'm I... devastated. I'm devastated. Okay. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? I always believe the victim. Always. Let me say that. Um. <laughs> however, however, I didn't watch the documentary. Let me say that. But I didn't I watch just, it either. Did y'all too? No, I haven't seen it. The thing is, it's like I've been keeping up with the story since I was younger, right? Like mm-hmm. my teenage years because it's come out numerous of times. And the thing is, it's like the two individuals who've come out, they've already gone to trial. Michael Jackson was actually here to go to trial, um, to be held accountable. Um, and they lost. So my thing is, it's like we're at this point now where Michael Jackson is no longer here. Right. And you're creating a documentary based on his legacy and his life. And yes, I understand there are individuals out there who are just like, the music doesn't matter, and what matters are the victims and the impact that Michael Jackson has had on their lives. However, it bothers me deeply to my core that Michael Jackson isn't here and there's no one here to defend him and his legacy and just having a viewpoint at this point. Because I haven't heard anyone from his standpoint. Family, friends, no one. All of that. All of that, plus the FBI did a 10-plus year investigation into him, and they found nothing. Mm. The FBI. The the FBI don't shoot and miss. Mm. So I'm just like... And plus, from what I've heard from people who watched the documentary, there there was no definitive... Substantial... Evidence. It's all hearsay. It's all hearsay testimony. So it's just like, I believe the victims. I believe the victims. I always believe the victims. But it's like, at some point, 
you need to provide some type of some type of something. Some, some substance. The, some substance. There has to be substance. And if the FBI investigates for 10 plus years and they don't find nothing, let me just tell you. What like, is the truth? I wasn't, What's the truth? I wasn't really interested because growing up, I can't say that Michael Jackson didn't have an influence on on my life. I mean, because he's in music everywhere. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, That's an American I, culture. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of Michael Jackson. Like he, I don't have him on my iPod. Like he wasn't really a substantial figure in my life. But they, they're saying that these kids said this one time, and then they came out and said that they lied about it. Now, ten years after he's dead, he's they're coming back out to saying say, true. saying that it's true. And I stand with Lula saying that. Why now? Not to say that. Not to say why now, but why now? And the guy is not here to defend himself. Yeah. Nor is anybody coming out. Yeah. To defend him. And then the shenanigans that Oprah pulled by like interviewing whoever she interviewed in the midst of this story. I believe victims I oh my god. Do I always believe victims? No. Because the Jesse Smollett case I didn't believe at all from the beginning. And it was me being an asshole <laughs> that I didn't believe it because so who the fuck I don't know anybody that eats subways at 2 a.m. in zero degree weather, but that's neither here nor there. But um, anything that has to do with the subways, yeah, like anything that has to do with like rape or sodomizing or molestation or like kids, like really burns me to my core. One being somebody that went through that when I was younger, so like it it truly disgusts me. But for me not to side with these victims kind of like fucks with me too because it's like okay I went through that but why don't I believe these gentlemen mm. you know so that's why I kind of like 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 fucks with me so you don't I, believe them at all got it but I mean is there stone cold hard evidence besides hearsay and what people are saying right now no so who am I not to believe them mm. I just think it's a, a a crock of shit to tell you the truth I I just you know feel like if it should have been done when he was alive that's it mm-hmm. the same way they are like burning R. Kelly down and he's there bugging the fuck out because of whatever's going on like he's there to defend himself mm-hmm. he's going down yeah. like there's there's no way you know and I feel like for for me to have had to believe it it had like Michael Jackson had to be alive all these people would have to, had to come out and burn him the fuck down the way that they do in R. Kelly. Yeah, but they already did. You know? That's another thing, it. too. Yeah. They already yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> when it, he was alive. Yeah. You know? He went it, to trial. And it didn't stay. And it didn't. So, my thing is, it's like, if there was a 10-year investigation from the FBI, he went to trial, he went through the proper channels. Yeah. Right? right. And he still withstood all of that. Yeah. He proclaimed his innocence and he came out of it. So, my thing is, is now he's gone. That's what doesn't, it just troubles me. He's gone now. There's no one coming out to defend him. Yeah. There's no one coming out to even give it their point of view on the situation. Even that kid, uh, Corey Feldman, that stood up for him, like, changed his views on it. Cause yeah, I saw that, that recently. Like, like, too many victims are coming out saying that, so he can't stand behind Michael Jackson anymore. My I think it's just a, it's a sad situation. It, oh, through and through. So I, I can imagine, like, how his children feel, how his mother feels. 
how his family feels. But I would like for somebody to stand up, but we weren't fucking there. So. No, I think his nieces and his nephews came out. They came out. They called the Breakfast Club, and they mm. were just like, "This is a lie." And they was they was talking about they. I think they were the ones that was like the FBI was you know looking into him for ten plus years and never found anything. So it's like. I feel like it's just one of those things where I'm like, I truly, I don't know. Like, that's the other thing. Like, none of us were there, so we'll never know. Right. I don't know, man. But do I feel like it was some some shit going on in that house? And and Neverland. You think he was wilding in Neverland? Let me tell you something. If I ever called one of y'all one day and y'all told me y'all was about to have some sleepover with some little boys or some little girls. That's my only thing. I'd be like, like what's like, the mix? The, like, what's the mix? Like, what are we doing? Okay, so in both of these situations having to deal with R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, like, what the fuck were these parents thinking? That, yes. Like, because, yo, even my, like, me thinking back to my mom. My mom didn't even let me sleep outside of my house until I was like Facts. 17, 18. I Facts. couldn't even have fucking company. Facts. Mm-hmm. Let a, my mother didn't care who it was. It could have been fucking Jesus Christ knocking at my door. Like, oh, uh. You can stay. Yeah, like. But you can't go you're going out. Home. So that's like, what my mother like, used to tell me. Like, you're going home. home. 8, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, curfew. Uh, all right, it's nice time. Jesus Christ, get, get to going. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Do we blame the parents? Do we blame the kids? Do we blame the Ooh, the yeah, every fucking body? The people that they're accusing? I don't fucking know. I just want it to stop. I mean, ugh, the parents are complicit. I hate to say that, but the thing is, it's that your children are your responsibility. You have to. You must protect your children. At the beginning of the day, and at the end of the day, that's all it's really about. So, I don't care if I don't care who it is. Like how. To me, in your mind, how is it okay to send your child to a grown-ass man's house to have a sleepover? It's not. It's not. Like, in what fucking world? In what world? It didn't have... Like, I could see if Michael Jackson was married, had a family, and, oh, we going to Michael Jackson's house. It was this grown-ass man with a fucking theme park, pets, and all the money at his disposal. Also, it's Michael Jackson. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, come on. Like, my thing is, it's like, no, I'm, I'm not dismissing it or disregarding it, but I'm just saying. But no, but I'm just saying. But think about. I'm not saying that the parents aren't complicit, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying that they probably was were disarmed by the fact that it was someone of Michael Jackson's caliber and status. Is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Like, if Michael Jackson invited you over. Honestly, I think my parents would be like, oh, yeah, we all going. The whole family. We all, we all yeah, going. We all, yeah. As a collective. Yeah, yeah. That's the point. As a collective. Yeah. We all we going. Leaving. And then we all leaving. And we all leaving. Yeah. You're not just going to be. <laughs> 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 right. We were all like, yeah. 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 You're not just yeah. going to be fucking on my son. Like, like, <laughs> ain't, no, like come ain't no, like, Renaldi <laughs> staying. Let me just tell you, like, yeah, you know, it's everyone's going home. Yeah, Prince, that's Prince would have been dead, what, again? If 10 years from now, somebody come out. And say that Prince was doing some wild shit. I'm fighting him. You hear it. You hear it on Lauren's podcast right now. If anybody come out and say anything you about squaring Prince, up, squaring the fuck up. <laughs> okay. Prince wasn't with no fuck shit. Wasn't with no fuck shit at all. That's I can't get with it. I don't know, man. Rest I in peace, wanna, Michael Jackson. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. I'll say that. Gosh. I'll repeat R. Kelly as well, because 
He's not out yet. Oh, he's done. He's, he's done. done. Nail in the coffin. Oh, Goodbye. Done, Send him home. Yo, did you see the fucking hog tie video? I don't even know no. how to hog tie. You got to hog tie somebody. Yo. I didn't see that. Oh, I'm going to show you uh, for the show. What? 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 You the clip. Fucking uh. weak. You hear me? <laughs> weak. What? He was hog tying people? What? No. He, that's the fucking He point. said that someone said that he tried Whoa. to hog tie them. And he was like, <laughs> I don't even know how to hug somebody. Like, he's crying? Drama. Bro, bro, you know he was asking. I will not speak. Bro, bro, <laughs> bro said, I, 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 I seen a video on my phone with, with let me see if I have the fucking video. He was, he was showing bro. his ass on that interview. Wait, bro. with Gay, I didn't watch the whole thing. Put it into the mic. I don't know how to hog tie people. I don't know how to I don't know how to hog tie Yo, but watch from the beginning, bro. Like, I thought I brought the drama. R. Kelly no. brought out the theatrics. That whole interview was theatrics. Bro. My thing is, I, I never saw a teardrop. I like Gil's composure. Ooh. Yes. She wasn't with the shits. Let's talk about Yo, Black Yo, you are women. on a different Let's talk time, about, young man. Let's talk about Black <laughs> women and their composure and the fact that she had to stay resolute and, and what she was asking. What are y'all laughing about? Okay. I don't know how to hog to somebody. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm here at hog time. Yo. We're, all right. All right, man. I can't do this. What What? What did you say? I don't even remember just, now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a lot oh happening. There's Bro, a lot happening. What? That's why I would like what video. Where did you even learn that? Well, just showed us a picture. I'll say that. What did you What did you learn how to hog time? I people? taught myself. This you can myself. buy books. Yeah. You, you know. You know. I got rope for her You company. know, I know. They got good rope? Yeah, they got good rope. Now you intrigued. No, I'm into restraints. You gonna let They got the... No, I don't think I'm into, like, tying it's rope up. with the silk, but, like, so it's soft and it's good on the skin. Like, handcuffs, I'm into. Yeah. I like Alright, 50 shades. I'm, like, non-shades. I'll take it. Our first podcast was the Fifty Shades joint. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm the full 59. Nah, Nazi like, always hits me up when he needs a little... Oh, and I seen this new one. It's like a, a you thing. I don't know. I have to find it. I gotta you see, have to see, see, if, see if you have it. All right. Yeah, I feel like. But it's yeah, about consent. Consent is very. It's important. always consent. It's always about consent. First and foremost. Consent. I feel like first and consent foremost. Consent is key with anything. You can't just Everything. hog tie somebody. You gotta. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You like to be hog tied. What was the safe word? I don't remember what that one. Yeah, I don't okay. remember what that one. <laughs> this guy. And on that note, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this show up. Let them know where they can find you guys. I really enjoyed today's conversation. I love talking to you guys. Uh, I feel like this one ran long. Yeah, you can find me at uh, underscore iPoet underscore on Instagram. I do not use Twitter or Facebook, so don't look for me there. If you see me on the street, don't speak to me. Thanks. He doesn't mean that. He's a sweetheart. Um, you can find me at at I Run With Lula. It's I R U N. W-I-T-H-L-U-L-A on Twitter and Instagram as well as Facebook and also IRunWithLula.com subscribe to my newsletter um, subscribe to that newsletter you won't please be disappointed subscribe to this podcast because it's ill and yes, please the do. French guy at the end uh, say your name again Grinaldi uh, so my socials are Grinaldi Laguerre 
It's R I N A L D Y L A G U E R R E. Catch me everywhere. I'm out here. Don't run up on me on the street. I will fight you. That's a lie. Lauren? That's a lie. He's, he's a lover. Y'all know where y'all can find me. I... And yeah, we'll be back next week with a new show. Thanks for listening, guys. And please, please, please go to iTunes Podcast and leave a review if you love this Leave show. a review. It's very important. Yes. And don't be out here hog-tying people. <laughs> Unless they consent to it. <laughs>